When's, have you guys ever eaten at a Chili's? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you? I can't. I can't think of a time I've like been, oh, been yeah. to a Chili's. I feel like I've been to an Applebee's. I had. I've been to, I've been to a Fuddruckers. I've been to a TGI Fridays, but I don't. Well, you know, they closed all the Chili's in Portland. Like at some point, like there was like one person I think who owned a bunch of them, and they all shut down at the same time. Really? I used to yeah. order the Phillies cheesesteak, except it was called a chili cheesesteak. Oh, you little stinker. (laughs) It's it's like, you know, I know I've had an awesome blossom before, but I can't think of physically being in a Chili's. I have not. Yeah, exactly. I can't physically place it on like in a Chili's. I think I'm just getting it mixed up with Red Robins and they're not that different. It's all like packaged food that gets, you know, prepared there. Yeah. And they're all restaurants that are generally in parking lots of larger malls or strip malls. <laughs> yeah. It's always you know I mean? standing. It's always an island in a, mm-hmm. in a giant parking lot. Uh, Chili's is the best. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and property manager, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James. Go T. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Let me stop you right there. Okay. And leave. <laughs> Every week. I heard my foot! <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to do uh, some answer some listener voicemails uh, for the later half of our mm-hmm. show. But for the first half of the show, we'll be talking about Billy Merchant. Who? Billy Merchant. You know, you remember Billy Merchant? He's the well, he's, he's such a, proper- a small character on the show. <laughs> what? Billy Merchant. He's from seasons uh, two through Who? five, and he appears in about four episodes. He's played by Marcus York, and uh, and he's in the Injury Casino Night uh, Initiation. Fun Run and Dream Team, uh, but uh, but yeah, Edwin, why are we talking about <laughs> Marcus York today? Uh, or sorry, Billy Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through that IMDb page, top. To oh, bottom. you, you put it on go. me. Uh, okay, so uh, I saw a post. Uh, I don't remember where about how Billy Merchant was the person who treated Michael the right way by just saying by just stopping him and leaving the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As you uh, played in that drop, Alex, and I think I, mean, I was thinking about him, and I think he's a really interesting character in that he only appears in the first half of the show. Uh, I kind of wanted to find us a character that we can really take a, like a very strong, specific focus on who maybe doesn't appear all that often in the show. He's kind of an interesting part of the cast. Um, and, and yeah, I also wanted to hang out a little bit in the early seasons. Whenever we talk about big character development stuff, it always puts us into season seven, eight, or nine. And, I, and Billy... I think is done after season five. So very true. Yes, and I, I like the challenge of just trying to talk, like talking about such a small character on the show. Like we know there's a lot of other characters we still haven't covered yet and we will, but it is interesting to look at who someone who just pops up a few times in the show, but I think does have a 
fairly big impact on Michael and is one of the few characters in the entire show who walks into a room and kind of immediately can control Michael in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he does that by not caring about Michael at at all. Yeah. I just want to read this. Um, I think this is the meme that Edwin is, is referencing. It's a picture of Billy Merchant and it says, this man is the best at dealing with Michael Scott. I'm going to stop you right there and leave iconic. But he also shows up if it matters. He comes to casino night, does the fun run, and gets Michael Scott Paper Company an office. He is responsible for Pretzel Day. He's the real OG, Billy Merchant. The puppeteer behind the Dunder Mifflin strings. Well, that about does it for this episode. I think <laughs> that'll do it. Um, uh, no, no, let's it's, unpack some it, of it, that. It's a, it's a good point, though, that he, does sh- he shows up when there's like charity on the line. When it's about something to help others, he's there. He is an authority figure for Michael who doesn't really directly interact with him all the time. Um, there's no reporting line, of course, or anything like that. But it is fun to have him early on in the show as kind of a check for Michael's uh, worst impulses, which for Michael are just his normal impulses. Yeah, well, I mean, let's – I think we can definitely visit like the his premiere episode, the, the injury, where Michael injures himself by uh, grilling his foot in the foreman grill – and invites doesn't think that people are treating him with respect now that he has a disability by his own definition and so he invites billy merchant the building's property manager in uh, because he's in a wheelchair and so he want he invites him in to talk about how hard his life is in a wheelchair when billy's really just like you know I've been in a wheelchair so long. I, I sometimes I forget it, like that it's even there. Why is Tom Hanks up there twice? This <laughs> <laughs> boy turned into no man overnight. It's a rare disease. But <laughs> He's dancing on a keyboard with Robert Loggio. <laughs> I love. Okay, wait. That's an early moment where Ryan's Ryan is the one who sits twice, and Jim kind of turns around and looks at him. And in a moment, mm-hmm. there's like, you think there are two. There are two yeah. people in the office who are going to point out Michael's stuff like that, but it's short-lived. Also, it's funny because Michael clearly knows what the movie Big is because he just he says the plot right after that. But they're just like, no, that's he's like in Philadelphia, AIDS, <laughs> also not a disability, but <laughs> but he knows what Big is. It's yeah. kind of a funny like, come on, dude. Oh gosh, yeah, but but so anyways, Billy Merchant shows up and. Uh, Michael is like comparing himself to Billy. And that's when he says, I'm going to stop you right there and leave. Um, There's also, I do love too. There's the part that like Dwight has uh, got is concussed um, from crashing his car in the parking lot. And um, that moon faced kid. Yeah. He like is raising his hand and doesn't realize it. Um, But he, but as Billy's coming out of the conference room, he's like, you know, what's wrong with that guy? And they're like, oh, talking about Mike, apologizing Just for Mike. today, he burned his foot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then uh, Billy's like, not Michael, <laughs> which is just like, tells you right away that like Billy's like, so, like totally just shut the guy down. And he's just like, yeah, well, that's just who he is. I don't care about that guy. Yeah, Cause yeah. again, he's like, no, I'm caring about the guy who was like hurt. And yeah. no one's <laughs> the person who, has a, who needs to go to a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But then Funny I, enough though, actually really quick, Sean, that scene, it's a weird misstep. I don't know why they did this, but when Jim and Billy have that conversation, he's coming out of Vance refrigeration about to go into the elevator. Hmm. Oh, weird. 
And him and Jim had that conversation in front of Vance Refrigeration, which is, I guess, I guess he just went out and because they they share the same floor, right? That's That's on a different. I thought Vance Refrigeration is on a different floor. Let's not get let's not get bogged down here. (laughs) That's what I get bogged down here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, just, a, just a detail I picked up. I love. Look, there's like ten minutes of Billy Mar- of Billy Merchant. I lo- I'm I'm watching all of it with a fine tooth comb here. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I just love too that Billy says uh, that moon faced kid who crashed his car in the parking lot. <laughs> Which, by the way, Jim does not credit that discovery to Billy later on. Jim is like, I think he's got a concussion. Yeah, he and just- everyone's like, oh, and it's like, hey, whoa, how about? How about giving Billy a little shine here? Yeah. Right? Hey, everyone. Oscar found another reason to look on WebMD. <laughs> what are your symptoms? <laughs> Where does it hurt? Abdomen. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Billy shutting down Michael there is something that no other character really does very well in the whole course of the show. They just kind of let him go. Um, and he just stops him and leaves. And I think it's just very effective. Uh, almost too effective, if that makes sense. Like, I think one mm-hmm. question I kind of want to get at later is – what would have been like if we had more of Billy or maybe later in the show, et cetera. And how well does that energy work with multiple times interacting with Michael? You know, this also starts a trend when Billy comes in and is talking to everyone and he makes the joke about, uh, well, same I do every day, just hopped right in there and everyone laughs. Mm -hmm. And Michael's like, Hey, 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 which is this thing where if there's a, he brings in a guest speaker to the conference room and they make everyone laugh. And Michael's like, what? I, I can't ever make them laugh. Like what yeah. is going on? It happens with D'Angelo. It happens here. Uh, it happens with Charles Minor because everyone's just laughing at him anyways. Uh, t- so they like him uh, time and again. And uh, Billy's one of the first ones. And again, it's because Billy's not trying hard. Billy's not, doesn't care at all what Michael thinks. And it's not like, he doesn't have power over Michael. He's just outside of Michael's jurisdiction completely. But of course, what Michael thinks is if you come into my office, you work for me. You're a member of my family. And Billy's like not having it. And he just is, he's out of there. <laughs> so to kind of expand on that, I think there are a couple other instances where people come in and maybe they don't make the in, into the conference room for a meeting and maybe they don't make the other characters laugh, but they do something that Michael isn't expecting them to do. So to add on to the examples that you listed – when um, Robert Mifflin comes in um, in oh, yeah. season four, he, he starts telling stories. Michael like shoes him, begins to like shoo him out <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Um, and he's like, how do I get home? <laughs> and, and, um, and Holly, when Holly comes in during business ethics and she says, um, can anyone think of any over the line time wasters? And Stanley goes, this meeting. And Andy goes, hey, yo. Yeah. And Michael's, hey, hey, you can't set him up like that. You can't set him up like that. <laughs> Whenever it goes off the rails, Michael, or doesn't go exactly the way Michael wants it to go, he steps in. We also, I think, mentioned last episode where we find out, or uh, we, had, we had the question about Michael and his teeth habits. And we, we find out here he brushes his teeth for 10 seconds. <laughs> Billy's like, I don't know, 30 seconds. That's three times as long as it takes me. Oh, hey, I found Everyone another one. A- <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Moroccan Christmas, and I hope this wasn't already listed by us, but they're trying to figure out a time to schedule Meredith's intervention. And he's like, nope, I got my annual checkup, dentist, or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to be every six months, right? Mm-hmm. Brushing his teeth. Mm. Yeah. So... Any other anything else with Billy and the and the injury? I mean, I think overall he, like you said, he serves as a backboard for Michael, who thinks who's who's just using him. 
to try and make people feel bad. And he wants this. He, he assumes, like he says, I, I thought he's going to be like the guy in, you know, born on the 4th of July, <laughs> like a, yeah. some grizzled, bitter Vietnam vet with with things to yell at people, things to say. Mm-hmm. And he's just not. He's just a totally normal person. But all Michael sees is the wheelchair because mm-hmm. it's Michael and he's a middle schooler, you know, and all he wants to do is make people feel bad for him. And it's never going to work. It's just never going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when when Billy enters in the injury, it feels very similar to the way that Parks and Rec felt very often in the first few seasons and kind of throughout the whole run where you bring in someone from the town and you just kind of accept that they're part of the whole world. There's a bigger sort of fabric um, with all these other characters. And I think The Mm. Office doesn't do that nearly as much. They do it a handful of times. This is an example of that. But um, there's something kind of fun about a different character being introduced early on in the series, especially one who has a little bit of authority or uh, doesn't have to put up with Michael for any sort of reason. Everybody Uh, already knows them. Yeah. All all of his examples are are, are the, the things that he wants to talk about are about parking (laughs) <laughs> like yeah i know, you know it's like while i'm here i actually have some stuff to yeah. say <laughs> it's very matter of fact and very useful and uh but i i think those sort of inclusions later on in the series get kind of replaced with celebrities getting cameos versus mm. just a random yeah. person being brought in uh to the fold but that's a really good point that does help that does help color in these first few seasons where it does feel that way it feels very normal very like you know, yeah. Um, Bob Vance is like that until you know he marries Phyllis. Yeah, oh, totally. And and uh, I mean, honestly, so the injury this just comes right in the middle of season two, and this whole season has episodes where it's like Michael inappropriately talks about blank topic, you know, and this is like disabilities, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, race or sexual harassment, yeah, or drinking or like. Kevin getting cancer on the birthday, buying it's a like home. All, yeah, it's every <laughs> season two is just a master list of like, here's how Michael doesn't understand this topic, um, and Billy is the perfect foil for for that one in this. And then I'm I'm glad they did bring him back because it would have been easy to not do that. But um, yeah, they he comes up back. a few more times. Yeah, he definitely comes up a few more times. Well, um, I'll give you I'll give you kind of a, a similar example when when you're somebody who's been paying attention to the show during the course of its run, and granted, this was. Back in back in when it was airing on network TV once a week and wasn't available for streaming all the time, but I remember watching with people when um, the Michael Scott Paper Company arc was happening, and Michael says, "Oh, Vikram, the best salesman I know." And I remembered Vikram from the from Money in season four. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, great, they're bringing Vikram back." And so, yeah, if, if you were a reviewer that paid attention, you know, to the different characters and stuff, you could be excited about seeing Billy line up for the race and fun run or whatever it is. There's a little bit of a, and there's mm-hmm. a caveat to that. And I mean, obviously you still get that now when you binge watch a show or watch at your own pace, but it was a little different when I think you were watching week to week. And when, when we finally see Billy again, which is later in season two in casino night, he makes the connection to Chili's with Michael again. And like, it's, yeah. that's also from the client and like, I don't know. It's just like, and the Dundies. It, 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 like you said, it's like you said, Edwin, it, it rewards you for paying attention. Billy's line in Casino Night actually kind of brings the whole season full circle where it begins and ends in the Chili's or with a reference to Chili's, I guess. And Chili's <laughs> is this sort of accessory location of Dunder Mifflin, I guess, has its last its last hurrah here. It's just even being a reference. Um, but like you said, it appears in the client and it's very funny how it pops up right back here at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Dundee for best uh, reference goes to Billy. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I wish he'd showed up at the Dundies. That'd have been funny. 
But again, there's no there's no money to charity on the line, so he doesn't care. That's right. He's a good man. Was, is he sitting? Is he in Crybaid? Is he sitting there? There is no Wikipedia entry for office robbery statistics. But yeah, anyway, so we move on. Um, oh, I guess before I move on from the injury, just somebody on Reddit put, pointed out like a little inconsistency. Like there's a when Billy comes in, he's like, sorry, uh, somebody parked in the handicap parking spot. And then like it kind of zooms in on Michael's face like he parked in the parking spot. But didn't Dwight pick him up at the beginning of the episode? So there you go. I don't know. I, th- I think Michael would have instructed him to park in the handicap spot. Oh, for sure. I assume Michael parks in the handicap spot every day. Um, <laughs> the little cars go in the compact slots. <laughs> we don't talk about Lazy Scranton nearly enough. I know. That, I don't no. even know if we've really ever brought it up, but yeah. uh, it'll. once we do a music episode, we'll we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Um, Casino Night, anything else to say about Casino Night? We run into... I mean, as far as Billy goes, uh, not no, really. Not as, I mean, we did an episode on Casino Night, but yeah, with Billy, that's about it. <laughs> um, in the initiation, this is the Pretzel Day episode. Um, I guess maybe some people don't even realize this, that it's Billy's voiceover. Billy is on the intercom saying, uh, as a thank you to our loyal tenants. That's right. So uh, uh, there you the... go. He's the puppet master of the pretzel. <laughs> so after initiation, we see Billy again in fun run. He's running with everybody. And then uh, Dream Team. Um, well, he's not just running with everyone. He's flying by Michael. Oh, yeah. His, that's in that. his chair. Yeah, <laughs> his that's racing that. chair. Uh, adding, adding, putting, putting more salt in Michael's wounds uh, oh. over that whole race. Uh, <laughs> but it would make sense that Billy would probably win that race. He would even beat Toby. Well, I mean, you it, can, you can sure. move in those things. Yeah. I was thinking about when Dwight and Toby were comparing their race times and Toby or and then Dwight was going to run around the building with Pam timing him with the digital thermometer. And uh, Dwight says, I can beat that on a skateboard. And Toby says, well, that has wheels. <laughs> That's right. That has wheels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun little, <laughs> fun little, fun little thing here. But Marcus York, who plays Billy Merchant. Com- replied and commented on several of people's uh, comments on his Dunderpedia. Page. I saw that too. He's like, thanks for the update. MarcusAYork.com. Yeah. And at the bottom, someone just wrote, Billy, your nurse is hot. And he just, just says, uh, funny line of Steve's, huh? That was it. <laughs> what? <Anyway>. <laughs> That's great. Somebody, <sighs> somebody posted a picture of them with uh, Marcus York. It looks like at a brewery, and they say mm-hmm. I got to meet Marcus A. York, the guy who plays Billy Merchant at a bar in my hometown while I was home over Christmas. He asked, "You watch that crazy show?" <laughs> <laughs> that's Which so is funny. so that <laughs> you watch that crazy show? It seems that's very, just, it seems very in character. Yeah, that's like you work for that crazy guy. I know, like very Billy S. clown. Yeah. yeah. Billy on the street. <laughs> okay, and then so Dream Team, uh, Dream Team, we get Michael is begging Billy on the phone um, for so, don't you have something, Billy? Like you got to have something. And Billy hooks them up with the closet that becomes their office, and we see him when they go in to tour it for the first time. 
We do, uh, which is a great tour, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> it's funny. Tour. <laughs> it's a funny that, <laughs> like, Billy is like that he would want to deal with Michael anymore, and that maybe his way of doing that is like, well, I don't have any offices left. I do have this space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Michael decides to take it, and Billy's like, whatever, like, cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I wish it, that whole transaction. I mean, it's again, we just sort of see Billy. He's not that involved, but I wish we did get some scenes of Dwight by Dwight buying it from Billy, like the building and having that negotiation. It would have been a great excuse to bring him back for one more episode. Yeah. I mean, Billy didn't own the building. He was the property manager, right? Right. I don't know that. No, no, sorry. Not buying the building, but like he still would have probably dealt with Billy a handoff in that transaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dwight is grilling him about his security equipment or lack thereof. Motion lights, right. cameras, orange <laughs> traffic cones, etc. Yeah. How many traffic cones do you have? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's talking about uh, yeah, Hank on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But just imagine that with Billy, you know. <laughs> this moon-faced kid. Yeah. I, I love too that in uh in that episode, it's like so much of the Michael Scott paper company arc is Michael using his resources and his network, mm. bringing back Vikram, calling Billy to try to find an office space. Uh, he's really Prince Family Paper. <laughs> Prince Family Paper. But even there's um, there's that scene where Ryan says, "Look at that old man in his Rolodex go." And Michael yeah. is, is working the phones a little bit, so we get to see we get to see kind of all sides of it, and it's funny to see that Billy is part of that when he's looking for an office space. Definitely, yeah. Michael just has a has a way with people sometimes. Um, part of him being a good salesman, I guess. Like, okay, so we've touched on all the different appearances of Billy in the show. Where, what would you guys have liked to see more, less? Kept him on longer? Was it the perfect amount? How do you feel like Billy was rolled out in the show, and how would you change it if you would at all? I would have had him in a lot more. I think the chemistry he has with Michael, mm-hmm. um, like you said, Edwin, like there's a there's an appeal to having someone who's so uh, aggressively neutral and like just kind of normal in the real world of the show, interacting with Michael. That's always funny. Um, much in the same way, I feel like like anyone that's like not anyone that isn't white, Michael just has different interactions with them every time. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's really uncomfortable, but it, it just like creates a lot of funny situations for Michael. And the same way that like every time Billy would come into the office, I feel like Michael would say something inappropriate about the fact that he's in a wheelchair or like these sort of recurring jokes would come back. And not that that's like, you should mind that for comedy because that's, you shouldn't, but It's just that's who Michael is. And Billy is so above it all and just doesn't give a shit that I just love seeing him interact with Michael. I could have used a lot more or specifically him fighting with Dwight about stuff would be great. You'd probably have a lot of stuff (laughs) where Toby would just send him down to Billy and be like, I (laughs) you can't do this, Dwight, and uh, have have Billy come in and just be like, you're an idiot. Uh, I could have used more of that. I would have loved a shot of from the conference room or from Michael's office down into the parking lot during drug testing in season two, where Dwight is all dressed up in his uniform and is he puts out the cone and he's miming, throwing the joint down. And Billy comes up and he says, what are you, what are you doing here? Like Billy's trying to get him out of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, what, what are you doing with my cones? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sean, what do you think? 
Uh, I agree. I agree with Alex. You know, uh, it would have been great to see, or both of you guys, it would have been great to see more of Billy. I would have liked it to just be in the in the early seasons, kind of like you were saying, Edwin. It's uh, uh, he. I think later on, when it becomes a different show, there's not much like the, not as much need for him. But I think that he had a great, uh, just like Alex said, he had a great chemistry with Michael, and that's. Uh, that's what would make him so much more fun to watch. I like that he's just like totally straight character, just straight as an arrow. And like, how how well do you think Billy and Bob Vance get along? Because I think they probably get along really well, and probably I, talk about I, Michael. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that maybe the one of the reasons that they don't use Billy as much could be that Bob Vance is basically mm. serves the same purpose in the show. To be able to tell Michael off and just be like, no, not taking shit from this guy. Um, He's also in uh, just another person in the building. And uh, I don't know. So that could be. And then it's but he's tied to Phyllis. So it'd be easier to use him. We also know that Billy manages a bunch of other properties. And I feel like he could have popped up in later seasons as managing something that I don't know one of the characters interacts with. It would be mm-hmm. funny if he was just like Michael. If in season Billy? seven, when when <laughs> Pam is looking for a new space, she calls Billy and Billy shows her a couple. That would have been a funny scene. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Love yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I think there's a Good lot call. of value into the fact that Billy will shoot Michael straight without being invested one way in him. You know, he he's not Jan. He's not Ryan or corporate Ryan. Uh, he's not Bob Vance, who's concerned about his wife. I'm imagining. Uh, so today I was watching the show, believe it or not, and uh, in um, Dunder Mifflin Infinity, when Michael has the gift baskets and everyone – like Phyllis says, I don't know if this is a good idea, Michael. It would have been fun to have Billy there while Michael was leaving and Billy's like, well, that's a dumb idea or, or something <laughs> along those lines. And now, yeah. I'm, now I'm just yeah. thinking of different times where Billy could have jumped in and and been a funny inclusion. I'm imagining him in the background of Lazy Scranton now. Trying to clear them out of the parking lot while they're trying to make a movie. Yeah. About, or go ahead. How go about ahead. a tag? Here, here's an episode tag for you. Uh, and when Michael plants his face in the cement, it just ends with Billy just rolling out of the door and, and looking seeing down a huge hole and just looking down at it and then like looking up at Michael. Yeah, just like uh, he's already on the phone. Like, well, what about this Saturday? Can you come back this Saturday? <laughs> yeah, can, we, can we get a jackhammer here and knock this out? Yeah. Or how about? Like it may be an alternate ending to a uh, grief counseling where Dwight walks up to the bench refrigeration guys and he's like, "Hey, clean this up." Is is Billy just has to put out the fire? And he's like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> just this look of total confusion. <laughs> There's all sorts of little little things you could have done. Yeah. Oh, him and Hay Place. Yeah, I know. I know Dwight had control then, but still. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm glad we were able to knock through all these examples in different places where we could have come in. Um, I think it's a fun character to have in the show. He adds to the fabric quite a bit, and I kind of wish we just got a little bit more. I agree. More Billy, a little more Billy on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, b- before we end on uh, Billy Merchant, I guess like a couple more things I've seen online. Uh, everybody thinks he looks like Joe from Family Guy, maybe just because of the chair, but definitely the jawline is there. Uh, Peter. Hey, yeah, Peter. Patrick Warburton. Um But yeah, any other thoughts? No, man, I think we hit it. Great name. Cool name. We hit it. Let's go listen to some voicemails. Okay, 20 minutes. Conference room. Everybody's in there. 
dad. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't catch the dad there. That's the. That was Dwight asking Creed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I keep thinking I've I've got every conference room drop, and there's always another one. There's always one more. Always I didn't even more. I didn't even think about Dwight's one last time. We had like a Rabbit California one. I bet Is there's there a, a deleted scene one or it's two. Got to be a Nelly Ooh, one. Can we get a D'Angelo? Everyone, multi-purpose room. Yeah, there's probably more. Anyway, uh, let's let's get to these voicemails here. So yeah, uh, we yeah. do have a lot of voicemails. We do like to oh, to, to listen through them, clear it out sometimes. Um, that's what we're doing right now. Let's start with a voicemail from uh, Emily in Seattle. Hi, my name is Emily, and I'm calling from uh, just outside Seattle. Um, I'm calling for two reasons. I have a suggestion for an episode. Um, I wish that you guys would do an episode about the break room. I feel like uh, I really enjoy the episodes about locations. I think it's a really cool way to bring the series together. Um, and I, you haven't done one about the break room, and I think that a lot happens there, especially uh, when we're talking like Jim and Pam, uh, and especially in the Karen situation. Um, but I also wanted to tell you, I don't have like any friends that care about the office the way I care about the office. I uh, I work at a dispensary, and I was trying to uh, I had to type in a barcode today, and the last four digits were GD five K. And I lost my mind. I lost my phone, and I had to explain it to my customer. I was like, "Oh, do you watch The Office?" And he was like. Um, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. I was like, okay, GD5K at the end. And I had to explain basically the whole fun Such run episode. Anyways, thought you guys might get a kick out of it. Love the podcast. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Emily, that's so funny. That's that Thank is you. awesome. That's so great. I love that. I, I, this is this is a situation I've found myself in several times as well. So I wanted to ask, I wanted to play that to... Well, yeah, thank you for that, Emily. But also, have you guys done this like with strangers or people in public of like throwing out a little bait about the office and just seeing if they take it and then have to explain it or something? I can't. Kind of an I'll give you an example. I, I do. I do this from time to time, uh, usually at check stands at groceries, where when they ask where the restrict, if they ask if I want a receipt, I'll say either yish or yeppers oh yeah just to see if they pick it up <laughs> yeesh. just for fun just to see if they're like and i've had one person at the store near my house being be like your office and i was like yeah there we go uh and then i converted them into a listener of the show that's how i do it hey. that's, that's how you mark it on the ground right there nice i've got kind of a flip of that uh and maybe i've talked about it on the show before uh i'm sure i have but I remember one time at work, one of my coworkers was talking about how he was getting ready to run Hood the Coast and how he was trying to prepare. And we were all talking about different races we'd run. You know, we used to all do the Shamrock Run and that kind of thing. And I remember uh, we were like, oh, what's your longest route and you, or your longest leg? And he's like, I think it's seven miles. Uh, he's like, I just got to make sure I don't drink a lot of water and eat a lot of fettuccine Alfredo beforehand. And in my head, I was like, okay, good. You know, he likes the office, but you got to play it cool. Like you can't jump in <laughs> with a lot of weird facts right away. You know, like you could bring it up. Yeah. Uh, play it cool. Play it cool. Yeah. Z, if you're listening uh, to this, this, this was you a couple years ago. <laughs> he listens to the show. Nice. Nice. Sean, anything uh, like that, or I, I don't, I'm uh, trying to think. Uh, like, there's a guy at work who found out about the podcast, and and like he just like is so clever, at, like just, just like responding with little lines and little quotes, and they just get oh, me nice. every time. 
Um, but I don't, I don't have one off the top of my head, but Emily, that's, like Ed, that's like what Edwin does in our show. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> He's right, work, let's, Edwin. Let's hey, go to the I next also, wait, I also yeah. want to thank Emily for, for, for saying that she likes the location episodes. I'm glad to know that people will oh, come yeah. with us on those weird concept dives that we do on the totally break room is a great, like I'm super excited to do a break room episode. It's coming. Uh, all right. Next voicemail here. Uh, Jake. In Alabama, Jake called and messed up and left another one. So he'll start by saying that just so you have, have the context here. All right. Screwed that up a minute ago. Hey, guys, this is Jake. I'm calling from Trustville, Alabama. It's right outside of Birmingham. Um, I just had a quick uh, little comment. I, I thought it might be a, an interesting question for you guys to talk about in the conference room. But I've been thinking a lot about what are, what's your favorite, like, moment like just a little like non-verbal maybe or just a, a look to the camera that is just one of your favorite moments throughout the show so for example my maybe my favorite moment in the entire uh show like this that i'm talking about is, is when uh, jim is doing or dwight is the kgb joke and michael says no more knock knock jokes and then jim says ding dong and the way michael looks at the camera or looks at Jim as soon as he says "ding dong," <laughs> that glee on Michael's face—it just gets me every time. And so I'd be interested to see what you guys, like what y'all take. You know, just a little, a little moment, something that just happens briefly. That's just—it just gets you, it cracks you up every time. Thanks, guys. Oh, Thanks, man. Jake. Great question. Thanks. I, great example he brings up. Uh, the, a similar moment to the one he brought up is when. Dwight realizes the up or when Michael realizes the up dog joke and goes, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a very similar face and similar feel to, to that. One. Or when he, or when uh, the, um, what uh, the salesman, the telephone salesman is at the front desk and like, uh, Michael, oh, wow. <laughs> Jim's pretending wow. to be Michael Scott and Jim co- and Michael comes out and he's like, Jim Halpert. And he's just like, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. What, what was that? that? Who was that let's guy? Let's go do it to someone else. <laughs> uh, it's so, Jake. This is a great question. Unfortunately, this is almost unanswerable because there's just so many. There's so many. Um, oh. And I, I'll give you one. One of the first that popped into my head is actually, it's Aaron. Uh, I believe when, um, when they when Pam and Jim come back from their honeymoon and she puts out the candy on the counter, coca leche, and the way, she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, coca leche, and she's all excited, and the way she pushes it back at Pam for her to take it <laughs> without making eye contact, without yeah, and, and she's kind of going like, oops, she's, oops, she's leaning forward, she's like, oh, oh. And she's pushing it all the way up. That is a nonverbal, just a little thing that just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> That's such a good one. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I always love, I mean, what pops into my head right away when you just say like things that are funny to you that that are just really small and, and kind tiny, of almost a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, are Charles Minor uh, getting excited about soccer. Uh, oh, yeah, you. <laughs> what do you say, Jim? Want to play some soccer? Like, I can't wait. <laughs> I just love it. It gets me every he, time. 
<laughs> the I can't wait is great, by far the one that Sean idea, the most in, <laughs> Yeah. In everyday yeah. life, those are the ones we hear the most from Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Alex, I, I might disagree with you. I think this question is totally answerable, and it's kind of one of the premises of our show. <laughs> is, yeah. uh, is We'll be answering yeah. it forever. Unanswerable because if I think of one, I'm always going to think of another one that I like more. Uh, okay. Me, I've got like five, of course. <laughs> um, okay. So it's when, it's in, in Casino Night when Dwight wins and he kisses Angela and Angela slaps him. Oh. <laughs> Angela walks away and the camera is, is, is on both of them. And Angela smiles as she walks away. And Dwight is also like really revved up and excited. He's just, he's he doesn't just really know what's vigor. happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He so goes that, back to the table. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, I've got. That's really good. When Michael says, uh, hey, 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 Fat Halpert, Jim Halpert. <laughs> Jim, his, he's not looking at the camera, but he kind of grimaces in a way that he's kind of cringing at how bad Michael's joke is. It's really subtle, uh, but I always loved that, the way that he reacts to Michael's joke. Um, I've got Andy, or excuse me, Aaron rubbing Andy's he calf. He does a. Uh, um- when he's trying to get his bag down. <laughs> there's a lot with Aaron. There's there's a ton with Aaron. Oh, she God. just cracks me up for sure. Um, last two. Uh, I have Packer nodding at Michael to say that's what she said during sexual harassment when Jim oh, is kind of egging him on. That's a great one. Just that, that devious look from Packer. And then the very last one is an employee transfer when uh, Michael is walking slowly up the stairs carrying a single lamp while Daryl has a dolly full of boxes. Like going up. <laughs> There's another dolly in the truck, Mike. <laughs> Take more than a lamp. <laughs> oh, uh, that's what I tidy. got. That's what I got. Tiny moments. Uh, the way Michael cuts Holly's sleeve, it's really funny. <laughs> he's just, I don't know. There's something about his body language. He's so sheepish about it, but also he's like, this is important. I have to do this. Uh, there's there's really no end to them. I think uh, <laughs> another one with I bring up all the time is obviously is when Jan circles from the driver's seat to the passenger seat in money, when she has that, when she has that like leisure suit on, that's just you a drive. nonverbal moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too much wine. I don't know. The look, the look she gives the camera is so it just kills me. Uh, there's in Benny Hanna Christmas when Kelly just walks up to the flyer that they're putting up and goes, Oh, party. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's exactly what she says, but it's so. I don't know what it is. There's something so funny about the way she. I think says she it. says, "Oh, uh, Margarita Karaoke Christmas. What's that?" <laughs> something like that. I don't know. It's just. There's, I don't know why it cracks me up. Ah, uh, this. I. I hesitate to even bring this up. There's because I don't. I don't know them. I'm blanking on the moment, but it. It's something's happening and it pans to Kelly and she's kind of going like this. Like it's a romantic. <laughs> yeah. Like every, everyone else is kind of disgusted by the moment, but she finds it romantic. Yeah. What am I? What is that moment? <laughs> ah, I can't think of it. That that one always, that shot of Kelly makes me laugh really hard. We'll oh, have to find really it because me now. most of the listeners it. couldn't see the pose you were making. <laughs> I know. I know. She's. She's clutching, you know, she's clutching like she's she's watching a romantic movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, 
Well, that's it. Thank you so much, Jake. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, that's a great question. Great, great call. Great call. Let's move on to Melissa from Louisiana. Getting a good amount of calls from the South today. Nice. Hey, guys. This is Melissa from Louisiana. I love the podcast. I listen all the time. I'm so happy you dropped the Meredith episode recently because I respond to her soul. She is my spirit animal. <laughs> um, but I was sitting here with my friend, and we've been drinking. And I've, I'm introducing her to the office. I'm going to get to I'm going to be point. a good I'm mom so tonight. <laughs> um, and it's, we're watching season two, episode 12, The Injury. And my favorite line from the whole show, and it's never brought up, it's when Sam and Michael and Dwight are in the van going to the hospital. And Dwight says, you can't fire me. I don't work in this van. <laughs> like, I feel like that's an underrated quote. What do you guys think? Um, so uh, thank you so much. I love what you do. I subscribe to your Patreon. And oh, I think you guys yeah. are awesome. Bye. Oh, nice. Thank you so that's much, amazing. Melissa. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm Thanks so glad that line. I was nervous so that I was nervous that line was going to come up while we were talking about the injury, but it didn't. So I'm glad it made it to the voicemail. But <laughs> that, that's just seen. I it. never think about that line either. It's so, it's so good. good. It's so good. Yes, I agree. Underrated. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. The physical comedy when Jim is spraying both of them while <laughs> they're fighting. <laughs> Stop spraying me! <laughs> it's, think- it's just so so funny. <laughs> I think part of the reason we don't talk about that quote nearly enough, and absolutely agree, it is underrated, is because so much funny stuff happens in quick succession. When they're there, and Dwight finds the booze, and they they just, what is that? (laughs) Put that away, Dwight. And then Jim starts spraying. Like, it all happens so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of uh, Dwight cutting his penis on the lid of the soda can in Branch Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Got a chunk out of my penis. Anyway, thank you, Melissa. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the oh boy uh all right thank you melissa great uh, good good shout out uh let's go to maddie from colorado hi guys my name is maddie and i'm calling from aurora colorado um i just wanted to say thank you guys i love your podcast so much i just started listening to it probably once quarantine started my mom actually introduced me to it and i have been not listening to it since um Actually, my roommates and I are currently all under a two-week quarantine because three of us are sick. Oh, no. So I cannot tell you the joy and laugh you guys bring me listening to this podcast every day. It's definitely helped me get through this two weeks. But with that, I do have a question. Um, It's no secret that Michael loves to dress up as characters, especially for um, meetings and stuff like that. So my favorite character he's dressed up as i would have to say is prison mike solely for the fact that he mentions the dementors i'm a big harry potter fan and i loved your guys <laughs> episodes when you sorted all the characters into the houses oh yeah on every single one yes. um but with that i was wondering who your guys' favorite character is that michael dressed up as and why um again thank you i love your guys podcast i hope you all have an amazing day Bye. Oh, Maddie, thank you thank so you. much. That, oh, we love so you nice, too, and yeah. uh, and we hope you get well soon. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, but yeah, uh, favorite uh, favorite 
character that Michael has dressed up as. Uh, certainly, Prison Mike is a great selection. I remember one time I was at a brewery, like not even on Halloween, <laughs> and like some guy walked in, like in a shirt and tie with a purple bandana tied around his head, and I watched like all the people in the brewery start to be like, "Oh, oh, oh he's Mike in Prison Mike." Prison Mike. <laughs> We did a we did an office trivia once, and the, the host was dressed as Prison Mike. Yeah, way way back when. I mean, it's an icon. It's literally yeah. our icon for this podcast. That is our Prison logo. Mike. <laughs> he's right behind me. Like he's on that. Yeah. Pillow oh yeah, there he is, there. right behind yeah. Alex. Yep. Um. Uh, but other ones, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna start because I want to take Michael Clump. Damn it! Oh yeah. <laughs> was that yours? Wow! That's the number one pick for me as well. Bang, boom. All right. Every time he takes a step. Um, <laughs> as I said, I think it's the best episode thumbnail on Netflix. It's just him with the arms out. <laughs> it, it, no other picture makes me laugh as hard as that when I'm scrolling through the office. I just immediately crack up. <laughs> what about yours Ed? if uh if you haven't seen the bloopers from that season the first time he walks into the room as michael clump waddling like side oh. to side all the characters laugh or all the actors laugh and the, and i think one of them says like we're never gonna get this like <laughs> yeah i know i know i was like they must have they must have not seen him until they started shooting yeah and I wouldn't be able, I could not do that scene. No way. Uh, no way. It would be such a good Halloween costume, but you have to get the blow up sumo suit and a, and mm-hmm. an extra large, extra, extra, extra large suit <laughs> to fit yeah, around you, the sumo do suit. Think, do you think Michael stood and got tailored while he was wearing the yeah, big suit? It's a perfectly fitting, it's perfectly fitting suit. It's yeah. so good. It's tailored. Yeah. yeah. Tailored to a half deflated sumo suit, <laughs> and still he didn't wear the safety mittens. Yeah, never wears the safety mittens. <laughs> uh, um, well, my favorite character is Blind Guy McSqueezy. Blind Guy, yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah. nice. Until I fell into the vat of acid, eyes first. Eyes first. I love that. That's a character that Michael has been building, and that he's deployed it in his improv class. Oh, the women in my improv class absolutely hate him. Yeah, <laughs> whose lack of vision gets him into all sorts of trouble. Yeah. Um, right. You know, on this topic, I've wanted to do an episode on these characters, the many faces of Michael Scott. I wanted to do it pretty early on, and I feel like I got shot down by these guys. So, if what? you want to hear that episode, <laughs> you let me know. <laughs> I do not recall. I think it's a great idea. I, I don't. I don't believe that recollection at all. Uh, I would love to do that episode. All right. Well. Uh, we will. Well, let's move on. But Sean, you took Michael Club. Edwin, you took Blind Guy McSqueezy. I'll take Date Mike. Give me Date Mike. Ooh, nice yeah. to meet me. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> just for the change in attitude more than anything. Yeah. Uh, all right. Really made it impossible here. for anyone to not wear or for anyone to wear a backwards Kangol ever again. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> never never works. It really was out of it was, it was not allowed by that point already. I don't. Yeah, it is the app of headwear. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, this is uh, Allison in Virginia. Hey, guys, this is Allison calling from Virginia, and I'm calling with a little bit of a hot take, 
I think. I was just listening to the Jim and Karen podcast, and it really made me start thinking about Jim and Pam. And I firmly believe that Jim loved Pam much more than Pam loves Jim. I think Pam just wanted to be in a marriage, and I think she had a lot of emotional trauma from the whole Roy thing. But I think at the end of the day, Pam really just wanted to be in a relationship, kind of like how she thought her parents were in a really great relationship prior to their divorce. And that Jim the whole time only had eyes for Pam, and every decision he ever made was revolving around Pam, you know, and he let her go to art school or really supported that. And then when Jim has this one venture that he really wants to do, Pam is like, eh, I don't know how much I like that. Let's just stay in Scranton and live in our house with a creepy clown painting and have babies, which is fine for Pam to want. But I just, I think Jim was much more committed in that relationship to Pam specifically. And uh, I think that had Jim actually met someone else along the way that would have been much more interesting to see him in a vested relationship versus these kind of placeholders because it was always Pam. So that's how I feel about that, feeling kind of cynical like Sean right now. But you know what? That's the basement I love to live in. So go Team Sadness. Oh, man. That, that's the basement I love to live hell in. Hell yes. Go Team Sadness. Hell yes. 2020, right there. Um, Allison, I, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting take. It's an interesting take. I've never thought about it like this before. I mean, okay. I think everybody kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, season nine, Pam is kind of frustrating, like for not being on board with Jim wanting to do athlete. I think, I think everyone can agree on that, on that. Yeah, but it gives us one of my favorite scenes, which is them arguing about the investment while that acapella group is singing (laughs) Japan. That's right. Yeah, they're singing "I'll Be" right by Edwin yeah. McCain. I'll be. And yeah. They're singing directly to her. Yeah, it's yeah. So that's such a funny scene. Um, Ham just really loves Monster Mash. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah. Or does uh, she hate Monster Mash? <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Hates it. I yeah. I mean, kinda. Yeah. I mean. I thought she, I thought Elson brought up a really good point, which is like it does. I totally agree that Jim and Katie, it feels like a placeholder, and Jim and Karen the whole time feels like a placeholder Definitely. for Jim, where he's just like, yeah. I guess I'll just do whatever until I don't know, either I'm gone or who knows. I think but he's it feels legitimately like he have- trying to move on. Yes, but he can't. Yeah. Well, it's like and when he thumbs up the rebound to Michael in Betty Hanna Christmas. Yeah. And he knows he's not happy, but it's it's an interesting take that is was was Jim more invested in it than Pam. And it's obviously true that it this starts from a place of friendship between the two, and it starts from a place of Pam already being engaged. So mm-hmm. the deck is stacked against Jim already. So he's 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 fighting an uphill battle the whole time. So he has to be more invested than Pam, I think. I mean, it's you could easily st- like say to counter this point like 
Pam going to art school was a totally different point in their lives. Like they literally weren't even engaged. Oops, when... Sorry, that all just got that uh, that all just got garbled, John. The uh, you you uh, just say your response. You said you could respond to this. I mean, you could respond. To, you could counter this point by saying, like, you know, um, Pam going to art school. They were at a totally different point in their lives. They weren't even engaged when she first made the decision to go and Jim wanting to do athlete could still be a gamble and he would be leaving town and they would have to uproot and all this other stuff. So you could say that you could, but, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I never really thought about it that way. And now that's going to be in the back of my head all the time. Uh, um, trying to, Mm -hmm. uh, prove or disprove it. It's a very interesting way to think about Jim and Pam and one that I haven't thought of before. Uh, I do. It makes me think a lot of the line in season. I think it's season nine when Pam and Nellie are talking and Pam says, I'm not worried about Jim. He just loves me too much. And Nellie says, a oh, confident little thing, aren't you? <laughs> um, and <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it is true that Jim is the one who seems to be making these grand romantic gestures all the time up until the end of the show when Pam makes her big Jim gesture um, by moving to Austin. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think there's a lot of validity to it. And like, maybe that's part of the reason why Jim feels the need to make these big, big uh, gestures or um, big decisions for them, I guess. Um, and it is true that he pays a lot less attention to her and the kids when he gets invested in, uh, in athlete. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. True. There is there is also that meme of Pam in season four saying to Jim, I want to see more Philly Jim in Second Life. And then juxtaposed right. with her like crying to Brian. What do I do, Brian? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Brian. I, I think it, I think I think Elson's right though, because it, it it it's a natural thing that I mean for Pam, their relationship evolved over time as a as a crush and friendship that evolved into the relationship as I feel like the whole time Jim is like, that's who I want to date. And even though Pam may have thought that she was never realistically confronted that for her. So I think she's, I think she's probably right here that early on, that's probably was the case because Pam didn't give herself the green light to like fully love Jim Mm -hmm. for a while. Right. Whereas I think Jim was just like head over heels the whole time. So there's probably some truth to it, but yeah, I think that's a, the way it shakes out in episode nine is, or season nine is a, is a source of great debate and, mm-hmm. uh, and dialogue about the two of them. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, we've still haven't done a Jim and Pam episode. So down the road, <laughs> that's crazy. That's Keep crazy. An eye out. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. That's all the voicemails we got yeah. for today. All right, and that about does it for our show. We're going to skip trivia this week because we're running a little long. Uh, thank you to everyone who left us voicemails. Please keep them coming. Sure. 503-694-9314. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Sometimes we play them on the show like this. Uh, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott, five bucks a month, become a Scott's tot, support us, support the show. Uh, we uh, Quick news on that too, Sean. So I just posted 
well, we're recording this on Monday. This comes out Wednesday, but we just dropped our last, our latest uh, Patreon episode late this month, but we'll have another one coming. Um, and eventually in the next couple months, you might start hearing some ads in our show. Uh, we have sold out. No, not really. <laughs> but uh, we're going to start posting episodes without ads on Patreon. So it's just another reason to join that community uh, if you prefer your podcasts without advertising in mm-hmm. it. Um, we're not going to go like, tons of ads we don't want to do that to you but uh just just want to give you a heads up that you might start to hear that from time to time i mean you could always skip them that's what i do (laughs) (laughs) pretty easy pretty easy to hit that button yeah that little 45 second skip yeah it's easy um Um, but uh, yeah special thanks to ryan lloyd who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork and this episode was recorded in portland oregon over video chat Thank you, as always, for listening. I, I hope you know at this point how much we appreciate every all of you. Um, thank you for hanging out with us, spending some time with us. We love you long, Tim. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Pippity-poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.